Everywhere we look, it's being thrown in our faces. Try this, buy that. Convenience, comparison, consumption. Our society is rooted in materialism and overconsumption. That's why it's time to get unrooted. I'm a mom of three with a passion for intentional, joy-filled, and eco-friendly living. Here on the podcast, I talk about sustainability and intentional living, but in general, we really just dig into ways that we can unroot ourselves from these harmful societal norms in order to live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life. I'm Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be back after another little month-long, much-needed mental health break. I have felt so burnt out, if I can be completely transparent. Um, I feel like I've been doing way too many things, and I don't know. I just need a break from, like, everything. So I took a little break from the podcast, and now I'm taking a little break from social media, really, like, limiting my screen time. So stay tuned. I'm going to have a big episode about screen time here in the future. I'm hoping to like pull on a guest that actually knows like the scientific things around screen time. But anyway, I'm like limiting that a lot for myself um, and shifting a lot to the point where I'm hoping I can show up for you guys here on a more consistent basis and on like social media and stuff because I've really just been dropping the ball on a lot of things. So I wanted to get back on the podcast and I kind of just felt called to come on here and talk with you again. So This week, I want to talk about a huge mindset shift when it comes to sustainable living, something that I think really, I don't know, for me, it took me a long, long time to put these puzzle pieces together and to think about these things in this specific way. But when I did, it was a complete game changer to me. So I feel like when you first start your journey of sustainable living, one of the first things that comes to mind is sustainable swaps and what do I need to buy in order to help propel propel this journey forward to help me be successful when it comes to like low waste and sustainable living and don't get me wrong obviously if you've been around the podcast for a while then you know I love me some sustainable swaps and I talk about them all the time on the podcast I have entire episodes that I like deal with my favorite sustainable swaps and stuff But I feel like in general, I don't know, thinking about that first really puts sustainable living on this, I don't know, kind of like an untrue or inauthentic journey. Because when it comes to sustainable living, yes, there are definitely products that we can buy and that we can use that will help us um, live more sustainably and live lower waste, things that will replace those single use items that we're throwing away every day, you know? So that's a very real thing. And like, it is important eventually to brainstorm different swaps that you can make, especially if you are like commonly using single use items in your household. Um, however, again, I feel like that's the first thing that we think about. And that is definitely the first thing that I thought about when it came to my sustainable living journey was like, okay, cool. What swaps am I going to do first? And I feel like that it's a fun aspect Um, But I also just feel like it kind of starts you off on the wrong foot because sustainable living at its basis is not about things to buy to help you be better for the environment. I feel like it's realizing that at 
the root of sustainable living comes like this idea to stop consuming so much and to use what we already have, whether that's like being creative or like curating your space and downsizing a lot of things to the point where things are just like minimal and simple and like a lot more simplified. Um, And again, like there's definitely a place for sustainable swaps and eventually that like is really important to like convert things out of that like single use lifestyle. However, again, I feel like some of us get so hyper fixated on these, all of these things that we have to buy to carry us on the sustainable living journey without kind of like stopping for a minute to like just breathe and look around and realize that in order to really live sustainably, we should, instead of like going out and buying all new things for this new lifestyle, we should be using what we already have and like trying to not buy into this gimmick of consumption. And I feel like companies are getting really, really smart in the like respect that they know people are, are trying to live more sustainably, right? Like they can see that people care more about the environment and that we don't want single use items, that we want reusable things. But they're very, very smart at like presenting these products to us and then making us think that we need them um, because that's literally their job. Like how can we market this to people? How can we make people think that they need this, that they need to spend money on this? Um, and a lot of companies are using like greenwashing, but not only greenwashing, a lot of companies are just finding ways to market things that like me and you would want, you know, like things that are, um, like multi-use or things that you don't have to throw away and that you can keep reusing over and over again. So these companies are getting like really, really creative and smart, but that's at the detriment of us, you know, because again, we start sustainable living because we want to be better for the environment and going out and buying all of these new things all of the time, because these companies are like, Hey, this will help you live more sustainably. You need this, that itself. It's like, it's such a juxtaposition juxtaposition because that itself is not sustainable. Like always thinking that we need the biggest and like best sustainable items. I'm seeing this right now with um, a lot of the cups that are going around. Like I like I don't know if you've seen the Stanley cups. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, dude. I've been so tempted. But like, there's this huge thing when it comes to reusable cups, where people are literally paying like hundreds and hundreds of dollars for like specific colors of these cups that are all of the hype. And it's crazy because obviously, like the companies that make these tumblers and the reusable cups, they're like, oh yeah, people that don't want to use single-use water bottles are gonna use these in order to hydrate. And, you know, we'll like people will feel good about buying these things and spending $50 on a cup because it's better for the environment. Um, but like at the end of the day, again, that's their job to try to market these things and like create hype on social media to make all of us think that we want it. And again, even I have got carried away and like really, oh my gosh, I need a Stanley cup too. And I like was at Dick's sporting goods the other day and I was just like making such hard eye contact with the Stanley cups. Like, do I need you? But then I like stopped and I was like, no bitch, you have like, like four reusable cups already at the house. Um, you definitely don't need another one just because it's hyped. So anyway, I don't know if other people struggle with that, but I know I definitely struggle with specific little hyper fixation items that I think will make my life so much easier and will make my sustainable living journey so much better. 
Um, and then I'll get them and be like, oh, <laughs> why? Why did I convince myself I need this? This also happened to me with the almond cow milk maker because we are like a mostly dairy-free family. Okay, except cheese. But when it comes to milk, we don't drink like cow's milk. Um, I usually buy like oat milk or an alternative like that. So when I saw the almond cow, which is pretty much like a glorified blender, like you press the button and it makes you oat milk, which I, I have to admit, it is super convenient. Um, so I hyperfixated and for months and months and months I researched and like looked for one secondhand until finally I bit the bullet and bought a secondhand one off Mercari. And then I tried to use it for like four or five months and I realized that, well, number one, that oats are really expensive. So like literally it was costing me five to six dollars to make a half gallon of this because you can use the really cheap oats if you want to but the milk is not going to come out very good you're supposed to use this very specific kind um, of oats and all of this stuff anyway so number one it was like costing me twice the price of just buying a thing of oat milk but number two it just tasted so (laughs) bad I could never get the recipe right And it was always gritty for me no matter what and separated a lot. And eventually I just like sold it because I was like, you know, I don't know why I hyper fixated on this for like five months and convinced myself that my life would be better with it because now I don't even like need it or use it or like it. Like I'm starting to resent this thing, you know? So anyway, I, I don't know if you like wherever you are listening to this, I don't know if you struggle with that too, but I definitely get hyper fixated on very specific things and convince myself that my life would be so much better with them. Um, and that's because the people are very good at like what they do. The marketing team knows what they're doing when they, try to convince us not only that like our lives would be better for buying certain products, but that the earth is going to be better because you bought it. And like, you're going to be saving so much waste and this and that. So anyway, all of that to say that there's definitely like a time and place for sustainable swaps. Um, but so much can happen when you do the mindset shift of, okay, it's not what I can buy to support this new way of life. It's, Like the whole point is to stop consuming so much and to learn to use what I already have and get creative with it. I'll also say though that um, throw perfectionism out the window. Like I'm not saying never go to Target and buy anything ever again, you know? I'm just saying that like, When you shift that mindset of like, in order to live more sustainably, I don't have to go buy more. I have to buy less and just appreciate the things that I have and like use the things that are around my house. Again, I just feel like a lot of weight was lifted off my shoulders when I realized that. And then I started like looking around my house. I'm like, oh crap, how can I get creative with the things here? How, like for instance, the other day I was at the grocery store and I saw those cute little things of like wee yogurt I think it's called and it's like they're like the cute little four pack of like glass containers of yogurt and I've seen so many people on like TikTok and social media do really cute recipes in those little containers or like buying caps for them so they can reuse them and I was about to buy them I was about to buy like a couple of the four packs of yogurt and then I was like ooh, I can just keep the cute little glass bottles and like use them to make other things but then I literally realized I 
was like, Kayla, stop. <laughs> you literally just bought a 12 pack of little mason jars to make mulberry jam last month. And half of that pack of mason jars is currently sitting underneath your cupboards right now. So instead I just went home. I like pulled out a few more mason jars out of that, like the half of the 12 pack that's left. And I made cute little like chia seed pudding for myself and my kids today. Um, but I was really, really close to buying the cute little glass jars of yogurt in order to just reuse them for recipes. And again, I had to like stop and be like, no, you literally have something that is just as good as this, if not better, waiting for you at home. Um, but again, as soon as I saw those cute little things of yogurt, I was like, oh my God, I need it. I need to like take that so I can reuse that. And that'll make it like, that'll make me more sustainable because then I can use these cute little jars of yogurt that'll be repurposed over and over again. Um, so anyway, there's like a million other examples that I could <laughs> tell you, but there are so many times lately, like especially this past couple months where I've kind of taken a break from the podcast and I've been like trying to just take a step back and reevaluate everything and kind of see things in a different light. There's been a lot of instances like that where I'm really close to buying something and then I'm like, no, do you, do we really need this though? Like, do you really need it? Or do you have something at home that could be pretty much the same exact thing? And you're just, you think that you need it for some reason. Um, so anyway, that's a big mindset shift that I have been working on recently that I feel like could help hopefully at least one other person out there. Hopefully if you've gotten this far into the episode, you hear that and it like resonates and you're like, dude, yes, like I needed to hear that. Thank you. Um, but again, at the same time, also give yourself grace and like don't try to be perfect because there will be times where you just have to like go and buy something because you don't have it around your house or you can't thrift it or whatever. And like, that's totally fine. But again, at its root, sustainable living is about like, using what you have, consuming less, and just being more intentional overall with like what you're buying and what you're consuming. But a key theme that I keep talking about over and over again on the podcast is that it's really hard to pull yourself out of that like toilet bowl rabbit hole of overconsumption and like shopping And things like that. Because again, these are things that are ingrained into us from society from such a young age. I really feel like overconsumption is like one of the biggest things in American culture, which is really, really sad. And again, one of the things that I'm actively trying to like challenge on this podcast, which if you're listening to this and it like resonates, I don't want anybody to feel guilty or like feel like I'm trying to call people out or anything because I very much struggle with this too, as would like I assume almost everybody that lives in this country, because again, this is just a huge societal norm here. But lately, I've been trying really, really hard to pull myself out of that like habit. And I feel like I did really, really good um, for a while, especially when I first had the podcast. I was really good about like not partaking in overconsumption and like not giving into fast fashion and things like that. And lately, with like the amount of burnout and like just overwhelm that I've had, I feel like I've slipped right back into those old patterns of overconsumption and always just like having that feeling in the back of my head that like, ooh, I need something. Like like always scrolling on Facebook Marketplace, looking for little pieces of furniture or 
going to the thrift store like multiple times a week, knowing that I don't really need anything, but just having this feeling that I need to go, which is really, really annoying because then nine times out of 10, I'll leave the thrift store with nothing. And it's like, (laughs) wow, dude, you really just wasted all of that time because your anxiety is telling you that you need to go shop. Otherwise you're going to be missing out, you know, just this FOMO or whatever. So anyway, lately I have been back in this cycle of trying to pull myself out of overconsumption. And there's a few few things that have been really helping me. So I thought that I would share those with you guys in case any of you are kind of struggling with the same thing. So the number one thing that has helped me so much with this, I don't know if anybody else that's listening are like partake in the buy sell trade groups on Facebook. But for some reason, I joined a lot of them like for specific kids clothing brands that I really liked or like There's like these really cute baby dolls that I wanted to get my daughter for Christmas and I ended up getting her like a couple of them, but I joined those buy, sell, trade pages and like local buy, sell, trade pages and brands that I liked. Like anyway, just so many different buy, sell, trade pages. And then I would just sit there on my phone and just like scroll, whether it was scrolling Facebook Marketplace or my feed, which was like 80% just pages from these buy, sell, trade groups, which is so annoying. Anyway, so I feel like I was constantly in this state of mind of like mindlessly scrolling in order to give my brain a break. But instead, it was like, I was constantly feeding myself more things to consume. Um, Which, you know, I know that like buy, sell, trade groups and marketplace, that's all secondhand. So it's like a little bit better than whatever, like going and buying fast fashion or something like that. Um, But just in general, it was still such an unhealthy mind space to be in. So one thing that's really, really helped me me is like removing myself from all of those buy, sell, trade pages, or like if they're ones that I want to stay in because I want to sell things on there or because I know eventually I'm going to want something, I just mute the Facebook group. But most of them I just like left and I like deleted myself from the group. And I also have like got into the habit of like, as soon as I open up Marketplace, I feel like that was like a big dopamine hit for me is like scrolling marketplace looking for cool secondhand pieces of furniture and things like that. So as soon as I like tap the marketplace button, I make myself just turn my phone off because it's like, no, there's nothing, there's nothing that you need, you know, unless there's like something that I am looking for. Like if I have to get one of the kids another bed or like when I was looking for my desk or something like that, that's a little bit different. But um, for the most part, I have just deleted myself from all of those Facebook groups and I make like force myself to get off marketplace when I go and accidentally like mindlessly click on it. The second thing that has been helping me so, so much, um, which I'm going to do like a whole episode on this, hopefully very soon in the future, I'm trying to like get a guest on the podcast that actually knows like a lot more of the scientific stuff about this. Um but it's limiting screen time. And I know so many people are going to roll their eyes. I, months and months ago, would have rolled my eyes because I feel like screen time is such a big like buzzword, you know? There's so much like stuff out about it. And every time that I see things about like screen time being unhealthy and blah, 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 I would just like roll my eyes and be like, no, that's, you know, that's not for me. Like I'm fine with screen time. It doesn't do anything to me. Um, However... Dude, I have like, I've really been trying to be a lot more mindful about screen time just in the past like three weeks, I would say. And I like turned on like the time limits on my phone. If you have a new iPhone, 
They have um, a screen time setting that will literally let you put in a time limit for your apps. So like if you put in three hours, after three hours of like being on any of the apps that you select, it will lock you out of the apps. And then you have to be like, okay, ignore for another 15 minutes if you want to go scroll on TikTok some more, which I know it sounds so annoying, but it has actually helped me so freaking much. And like just seeing the numbers of how many hours a day I was spending on social media, it's like, oh, no wonder why I've been burnt the fuck out. No wonder why my brain feels so like overwhelmed and I'm tired all the time. It's because I was literally like constantly on my freaking phone. So anyway, that's the second thing that's been really, really helping me pull myself out of this just cycle of overconsumption that I've slipped back into is to really, really limit my, like the screen time on my phone. Um, I don't really count like audiobooks or things like that. So I still like will listen to an audiobook during the day. And of course I'll like, so, like occasionally socially scroll, although I'm highly considering deleting like all of my social media apps and taking like a really big break, um, which I'm very scared of doing. I don't know why like that, the thought of that horrifies me, but hopefully in a couple months I'll make an episode about that. And um, be like, I did it. I deleted all of my apps for a month, you know, but for the meantime, no. However, again, just limiting my screen time to a few hours a day or trying to just like minimize it. Like it's like, okay, every week I want to do an hour and a half less screen time than the week before and like slowly weaning yourself off of it. Whatever you do, like limiting your screen time in some kind of way can be so powerful and fulfilling And I will say, I saw, I know the irony of this, but I saw a TikTok like a week and a half ago that talked about not touching your phone first thing in the morning. Because for me, that's always what I do. I always would grab my phone and just like scroll on the apps and stuff just to like help myself wake up and to kind of like get me mentally started for the day. However, I like the like TikTok that I saw was explaining how when you scroll on your phone like that, it you your brain gets dopamine, which definitely makes sense. Like it checks out, honestly. But anyway, they they talked about how getting that hit of dopamine first thing in the morning can cause you to have a little crash like afterwards. And so if you've experienced like low energy levels in the morning or early afternoon and stuff, it could very well be because of how much time you're spending on your phone, getting that dopamine hit. Then when it's time to turn the phone off and do something productive, your brain, like, you know, you don't have that dopamine. You already used it like scrolling on your phone. Um, So anyway, I, for the past like week, I have not touched my phone for at least an hour in the morning and I cannot even describe how huge of an impact just that alone has had. And not even when it comes to like not buying as much and not like feeling like I need to scroll on like (laughs) Mercari and Facebook marketplace and stuff. But just in general, my life has gotten a lot better, which sounds really, really dramatic. So anyway, in general... Um, limiting your screen time can be such a great experience with your mental health overall, honestly, but definitely when it comes to like overconsumption, if you're someone that deals with like online shopping or again, like, like the buy, sell trade groups and things like that. And the last thing that's really been helping me just shop less and again, pull myself out of like this overconsumption cycle is to seek out other hobbies. So I used to love like stopping at the thrift store, stopping at Target, all of the above whenever I would 
like just leave the house for mom time, which I don't know, you know, when you have three kids, I feel like it feels like you need to get out of the house. At least for me, I'm a very introverted person, which probably sounds ironic that I'm like, I need to leave my house. Um, But I get extreme sensory overload with my kids, which again, they're like the best thing in my life. I fucking love them so much. However, I am a highly sensitive person when it comes to like the sounds and overstimulation and stuff. So the constant overstimulation with kids, um, like by the time my husband gets home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym now. (laughs) But anyway, a couple months ago, it was like, okay, you watch the kids. I am going to run to the grocery store in the thrift store in Target. And I would just like cycle through all of these things to the point where I was going to the thrift store four to five times a week. And like, I didn't really specifically need anything. I was just going, um, to go, or I would convince myself that I did need something and I needed to go thrift for it. Um, when really I did not need it. I was just hyper fixating <laughs> like I always do, which I'm sure that's something I'm sure I could talk to my therapist about why I hyper fixate on things so hard, whether that's like ADHD or just part of the anxiety or what it is. Um, again, however, I was like getting stuck in this cycle of every time I went out, I was like, oh, well better make it worth it. If I'm going to run to the grocery store for milk, might as well stop at the thrift store on the way there. Um, so instead what I've been focusing on is really like putting that time and energy into other hobbies. So the gym has become like a huge outlet for me. And I used to even think like, if I'm going to go to the gym, I have to stop at the store afterwards and buy more groceries or stop at the thrift store or something. Otherwise I'm leaving my kids and leaving the house just to go to the gym. But I feel like putting a mindset shift of like, no, it's okay to just go to the gym. Like that's healthy. That's good. You don't need to go out and buy more stuff. I promise. Um, has just been very like therapeutic for me. So again, like seeking out other hobbies, um, has, just really helped me. So like if I feel the need to go out, cool, I'll go to the gym or I'll go sit out on my back porch and pull out my Kindle and read or something like that. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much it. Those are like the biggest things that have helped me so far is again, like deleting or muting those buy, sell, trade groups on Facebook, limiting screen time in general, and then finding like other time consuming hobbies to kind of like put my energy towards And all of those have really helped me over the few weeks. Um, I don't know, again, just get out of that cycle of overconsumption and start to really focus on taking a deep dive into what I have around the house, what I can get rid of, what I can reuse in creative ways, and just things like that. So yeah, I know that it's like very hard, but again, a huge mindset shift can happen that's like so productive when you realize that sustainable living isn't about what you can buy in order to live more sustainably. It's like, what can I use? What can I reuse that I already have around the house that I was going to throw away? And this has even come up to me when it comes to food and like food prepping and making meals and stuff. That's something that I've struggled with really, really hard because I have certain meals that I love to make for my family um, and like recipes that I've kind of honed in and like used time and time again over the years. But I'm not really good at like coming up with stuff on a whim. So I'll go out and I'll buy a lot of produce and I absolutely hate to admit it, but I 100% am the girl that will let produce die in the fridge. Like that is me to a T. Um, there's always something like 
going bad in my fridge when it comes to like produce, whether it's like the carrots or the lettuce or blah, you know, all of those things. So something again, that's like really helped me lately is just like realizing like, cool, I don't need to go grocery shopping. I have all of this food that's about to go bad in my fridge. I just need to try different things and like get creative. Like I'll buy a zucchini and then I get home and I'm like, you don't know any recipes with a zucchini. Why did you buy this? Um, and so I'll just like throw it in a pan with different seasonings and stuff. And then I, I don't know, eat it. And it's like, it sounds so simple to the people out there that like can cook and that again, cook with a lot of produce. You're going to be like, yeah, Kayla, that's how it works. But for me, like it's a big step to just like throw stuff together and like, I don't know, like realize that, oh, cool. This doesn't have to go bad in the fridge. Like I can literally just chop it up and put it in a pan in the oven and then like eat it and it'll taste amazing. So again, I feel like that's the biggest mindset shift that has occurred to me lately that I feel like is just such a huge key when it comes to sustainable living, just using what you already have and like working on minimizing your waste instead of like buying new things that will help you further minimize your waste. Does that sound stupid? That sounds so stupid. Again, I love sustainable swaps and I do feel like they are a really important part of a sustainable living journey. Um, but I just feel like it maybe it's better before you buy the swaps to, again, kind of evaluate what you already have and see what you could just like wash and reuse and kind of just like getting creative with things in that respect. So I hope that this resonated with at least one person out there. I feel like I've been <laughs> rambling but hopefully at least one person got something productive out of this episode. And I really just hope that it helped you in some way, or at least helped give you peace if you are starting on that, like an eco-friendly living journey. And you've been feeling overwhelmed because you don't have the resources to buy all of these things right now. Hopefully this just gave you a little bit peace that number one, it's okay to not be perfect. And number two, it's not about buying all of these things. It's about like just being careful with what you consume from here on out and just being more mindful about the things that you buy and the things that you already have around your house. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. If you have any questions for me or any anything that you would like to see in a future episode on the podcast, or if you have a message that you think would really help my listeners here on the podcast, please shoot me an email um, at unrootedmama at gmail.com. I would love to hear any questions that you guys have to be able to like help you with an answer on the podcast. Or again, if you think that you have a message that could really benefit my listeners, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time, 